0: on outcast UK this is like when I'm 12 parents would go to the pub and um I'd be in the council st- on the council set walking around a block in my mum's
1: class. Stephanie Hurst is a UK radio DJ and media figure with a career spanning 30 years. She's hosted some of the most popular radio programmes in the country, but in 2014 came out publicly as transgender in a BBC interview. Since then, she's become one of the most visible LGBTQ people in the UK, but in doing so, she's had to learn about herself and her craft. All over again.
0: Lots of my relationships ended because I told them I deal with this. Really, but it always came, Graeme, It always came with the caveat. It's fine.
1: I'm not going to. I'm
0: not going to do anything about it.
1: Here, she speaks at length about her life, her career, and her transition for the first time. Over three episodes, Stephanie Hurst gives one of the most in-depth and personal interviews she's ever given. It was a
0: bloke with long hair. They saw very feminine looking. <laughs> Acting, trying to act, guy, with different mannerisms on the Friday, but on the Monday, hi. Oh, and my name's changed as well. That shouldn't have been there, and I hated having sex anyway. I just wanted to cuddle him. Really open now, aren't we? Outcast UK with Graham Smith. I heard some of the last show that we did on our morning show. I heard some of it. How was, how was that? I was fine, but you just it sounded like any other show because I'd been having conversations with the management team and everything about it and what we were gonna do yes. and and I think just through pure exhaust exhaustion I just was like, Do you know what? Let's just stop it now. And that's a regret. I wish we'd kind of at least wrapped it up, said, Thanks very much. It's been amazing. But I couldn't see the wood for the trees. The, the tail was oh. wagging the dog. And I just got to a point where I was like, let's just press stop. And that was that. After 12, 13 years or whatever it was, that show was no more. And But I was exhausted. And as you know, Graham, you know how much of a, I'm trying to find the right word to describe, to describe that show and the family that we were. We were a... Um,
1: it was an institution, that it show. That, that's one way of saying it, isn't it? it I was, think the word you're it looking was compulsory for listening. is dysfunctional. We were a dysfunctional, dysfunctional family. And... Yeah. There were dramas, of dramas. Well, you know, every every good breakfast show, every good set of broadcasters comes with their own inherent set of dramas. You're not joking. And, um, You're not joking. Yeah. That
0: show was, yeah, it's like East on speed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel incredibly blessed to have had that period yeah. in my life. I feel very lucky. We've got a lot of it documented. There's a four terabyte hard drive full of archive. We used to record lots of shows. There's a lot of stuff. There'll be Graham's Daily Dollops in there as well. They'll exist.
1: I hope so. <laughs> somewhere. Do a search and I'll let me know. I'll have a look. I'll see if can find them.
0: <laughs> so, press stop. Scary. So, run off to LA. As you do. <laughs> what
1: well, happened there? What do you mean? How, how, how did you run off to LA? Did you go for a bit? Did um,
0: you... So I mentioned Chris Miles. Yeah. Who was a, um, who still is,
1: who was a. Huge. And for those who don't know, because some people might not know, what Hirsty was, was not a million miles away from what Miles is. It wasn't the same. And it was a product of the era, probably as much as anything else. But they existed in the same universe. And some people now might be like,
0: Wow, yeah, we were um, audience figures wise. Rivals, audience figures wise in in the Yorkshire Yorkshire. marketplace.
1: And Chris is from Leeds as well, so I mean that's quite a thing. We
0: were, we might be number one one survey. He was number one next survey. I was number one. It's just like that and that all the time. Yeah. So Chris had left Radio One. I'd left Capital. Two out of work DJs. Do you want to go to LA? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, rented a huge house. On the second, oh, on the second occasion that we went, we wanted to go a third and hire the same house. Was this to look at a series of holidays, or yeah, was kind it of like holidays, big long ex- stays, extended stays, right. and stuff? Yeah. And uh, Chris would stay for a lot longer than I would and uh, on the second occasion wanted to rent the same house again but we couldn't because Harry Styles had bought it I think that says everything that you need to know about the LA I've experienced is Hollywood Hills It's Selling Sunset It's sell- if you've seen Selling Sunset on Netflix it's that's what I experienced and it was nuts nuts utterly nuts but that was a distraction from all of the, everything that was happening here.
1: Nuts how? Because when I was in a brief out of work period, I went to LA uh, and that was nuts. It's
0: nuts, isn't it? La La Land. It is absolutely nuts. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: And, but it helped me find my headspace. It helped me, especially the first spell before transition, that helped me prepare for what was to come. How? Well, I'd gone from this huge decision of cancelling my radio career and everything that came with it, cancelling my life. My mum died the year before.
1: Did that um, set things in motion no, a bit for you when your mum no, died? It was, gonna was, it, was it was always going to happen. Was it always going to yeah. happen? Oh, right, okay. Uh, because in my head, I was always like, maybe mum dying... Made no, room for, no, dip for changes. No,
0: it was, it was always going to happen, and I'd, I'd spoken to my mum about it, and she'd known about it. She thought my dad was cross-dressing in the eighties. Oops, it was me. I just didn't put a clothes back properly. And uh, <laughs> why is that button popped off my skirt? I couldn't get it back on properly. Where's my tights laddered? <laughs> Derek. It's i'm sitting there just going "Mm." so um i now have to kind of work out right what am i gonna do how am i gonna how am i gonna tell this story youtube was a good option tom daly had just done it uh well no it was my publicist that came up with the idea. Obviously, it was staring us in the face and that's why she's one of the most amazing publicists in this country, Megan Carver at Carver PR. Um, She's just the best, incredible, in every sense of the word. You do it on the radio. And she spoke to Five Live and Five Live were like, wow, so this is a BBC national station. National news and sports station in the UK, and we had a conversation about it was anywhere apart from breakfast because the breakfast show it's, it's fast moving. You, you you've not got time to kind of really get to the gritty, long form interviews, and uh, I was like, I love Stephen Nolan. Now, Stephen Nolan they did late, didn't they? Yeah, late weekend late. Uh, does BBC Radio Ulster from Northern Ireland. So I was having it. Like, what do you do when you've quit your job? You put an extension on your house, that's what you do. I think I'm having underfloor heating done at this point. It's
1: like a Roman bath.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. It was a good pay of that breakfast show for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but hey, it's saving energy. It's, it's not having radiators on and stuff like that. You know, mm. it, it actually, it, it's not cheap to put down, but actually your bills go down Afterwards, so I was, you know, it's kinder to the planet. So uh, off I trundles to Manchester in my car. Goes to Salford where Five Live Studios are. I go in, meet Megan. And we're having a night out that night. We're going to go for some drinks and some food afterwards. Because we think it's a, yeah, it's a celebration. You've just done the biggest interview of your life. Yeah. And this is not live, by the way, it's pre-recorded.
1: It was pre-recorded, it was pre- right, okay. That makes sense to me now, but, yeah. yeah,
0: And um, we do the interview and all is good and about 15 minutes in, I reveal that I'm transgender, which I don't refer to myself as now because I think trans is like transitory. You move from A to B. I've always been female. My brain's female. My soul's female. I have a trans history. I absolutely, and I am proud of that. But if you want to label me, you can stick it on me. But I don't technically go, hi, I'm a trans woman. I'm just a woman. Just, yeah, got trans history. But that's just me. That's me personally. If, you know, I don't care what anyone else says. Um, because I don't really live my life for what other people think, to be honest. And I don't, th- I don't think any of us should, oh. because that's the binary form of society, isn't it?
1: Oh, you're oppressing you're yourself, then, aren't
0: yourself. So, do the interview. All is good. Do it. It's gone really well. We we tape forty nine minutes. They aired forty nine minutes. I even make a mistake. I kind of fluff my words a little bit, so they do an edit. So I give them something to edit. They didn't edit it. It just stayed as it was. Didn't get touched one bit, which I'm kind of proud of. Yeah. So we go out and have some drinks and have dinner and everything. And Megan actually interviews me on video camera in our hotel room or my hotel room. She wasn't sharing with me, but in my hotel room. And um, I've yet, I've never watched that back actually. She wanted to. Who's Megan? Megan is my publicist. Nice. And I was my publicist at the time. Um, yeah, obviously, if I need a publicist again in the future, um, I would be hiring Megan because <laughs> she's amazing. But I currently don't need one. You, you know, you have one when you need one, and you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so she interviews me, and I've I've not watched it back the footage actually. I, I don't know where it is. I think it's somewhere, but and that's it. I get up the next day. I come back home. The builders have done more on the house. The underfloor heating is finished. Oh, God! Do great stuff. Anyway, right. This is Friday. I'm like, great. Have a great weekend, and um, I'll see you all on Monday. Uh, or next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week. Great. Now on Saturday night, this interview is aired, and Twitter, social media, lights up. Um. I'm not at home. Um, apparently, some photographers were parked in cars on the street, wanting to get a picture. So I said there's some neighbours. So I wasn't here. Um, I was actually with Megan and Chris at Chris Miles's house, listening to it. And, wow, we're just blown away by the response from... Every single person. Eddie Izard rings from New York. Wow. I do have an Eddie Izard coming out story. He, <laughs> oh. I'd come out to Eddie at Chris's birthday party about three years before, four years before, something like that, because Eddie's there, I'm thinking... Well, Eddie's in my camp. Eddie's, Eddie's in my club. I've got a of dead and stubble at this point. I get chatting to him and blah, blah, blah. And I end up just, I've had a couple of drinks and I just end up coming out to him. So me and Eddie are having this heart to heart. We've only just met. And after chatting for about an hour and a half, two hours and batting people away, like our really good friend Gav who keeps coming up, going, do you want a drink? I'm like, Gav, go away. I love you And Eddie says Does Chris know? I'm like No How long have you known him? And Eddie's probably thinking You know A couple of years I don't know 25 years (laughs) Since we were teenagers Oh right Well he needs to know There's no better time Like the present Really? Yeah Let's let's you. tell him now. So and me and Chris tell different versions of this story, but fundamentally the same. <laughs> Cause I'm obviously shitting myself at this point. I've also got Eddie Izzard, incredible Eddie Eddie at the side of me, and she's saying to me, You need to tell him. You need to tell him.
1: What's going through your head at this point? Are you- Terrified, nervous? Do do, do, do you think Chris is going to...
0: Oh, just terrified.
1: ...have a problem? I I knew that Chris wouldn't have a problem. And Chris has
0: stood there. And Chris has gone to the bar at this point because the bar is empty. It's his birthday party. He has a birthday party every year. And the bar is empty. He's thinking, do you know what? I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. So Eddie and I spot this, take this opportunity to walk straight up to him. And Eddie goes... You know your friend here. How long have you known them? Do you love them? Blah, 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 blah. Well, they're actually a woman in a man's body. Blah, 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 blah. Go on, tell them. And It's, it's something like that. Chris tells the story much better. I was just cacking myself. I bet. Uh, and Eddie calls me the enforced outing. <laughs> and he's a dear friend. And I have made a good friend, a really good friend. I need to speak to her, actually. I've not spoken to her for a while. I was thinking, actually, today that I should drop her a text. Um, but, yeah, she, uh, yeah, we had dinner in Leeds just before lockdown, actually, when she was playing. She was playing Leeds and um, we had dinner or lunch and it was, yeah, really good to catch her. We always joke about it. She calls me the un- <laughs> enforced outing so I told Chris all is good and I'm yeah, so what's Chris's reaction like um, was like, um yeah great what do, what do you What'd say he, I yeah. mean yeah, yeah. amazing do you, do you want a drink <laughs> do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting I'm getting a drink do you want a drink Chris has been the most amazing friend And he's asked me the most ridiculous questions. But I say ridiculous because he says these questions are ridiculous, but I need to ask you them. Such as? Such as, just, just, how do you grow boobs? How do you? That's true. Is is it through taking the tablets? He says, I'm going to ask you real childlike questions because I I know nothing about this. I just need to educate myself. I'm going to ask you just, just questions that come into my head. I just need to ask you. This is in, you know, in private much later. Yeah. And he's just been brilliant. Just incredible. A rock. An absolute rock. That man. <laughs> so I'm at his house with Megan. We hear the interview go out. And I apologise if, I hope you're keeping track because I've jumped backwards and forwards. The interview goes out. The phone goes mad. Eddie, of course, the mention rings from, from New York. My dad's on the phone. And just, it was. What did your dad say? My dad was just so proud. I remember when my dad, when I first told him, he said, I don't care whether you've got two cocks and a fanny, you're my child. I love that. <sighs> so it's done. The cat is out the bag. It's in all of the press, all of the newspapers are running it. It's in all of the Sundays. I'm like, oh, okay. And then Five Live, they've had such a response to this. They run the interview again on the Sunday night at the same time. It gets a rerun. And then it's podcasted. And it went on to become Five Live's biggest download to date and was for a long time. For a long time until, well, podcasting is is the norm now, isn't it? But it wasn't back in 2014. And I come back home on the Monday. Oh, yeah, the builders. Now, at this point, I've gone and slapped a load of air extensions in. And, you know, I've got, I'd been growing boobs, but. I was wearing baggy T-shirts. So obviously I've got...
1: You've moved further along the...
0: Well, well I've, I've transitioned. Yeah. You know, it was a it, it was a bloke with long hair they saw. Very feminine looking, acting, trying to act guy with different mannerisms on the Friday. But on the Monday, hi. Oh, and my name's changed as well. But my name had actually changed long before, actually, to be yeah, honest. But yeah. the builders just didn't know that. So, and do you know what? They were great. The underfloor eating guys were a little bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that should be the title <coughs> of my book. The underfloor, the, the <laughs> underfloor eating guys were a bit quiet. Um, but nice, nice. Not not bigoted or anything. They're just, what do you do with it? What do you, what, jeez, what? It just goes back to that emotion I was talking about earlier acceptance. And I got nothing but love and acceptance from everyone. I've not, I've been very blessed and very lucky that, you know, it's biology at play. And sometimes children are born with limbs that are different or learning difficulties. ADHD. ADHD all sorts of stuff. Society teaches us that there's this perfect, a baby comes out all perfect and everything's great and they should stay on this this binary line. But nothing's quite that way, is it, really? You know, we're all complex, we're all different and that's what's beautiful about the human race. We're all different. So just as a child is born with limbs that are different or learning difficulties, my soul, the soul of me, my brain formed opposite because biology probably went out the night before and got stoned. And the next day, well, I think that bit goes there. That bit goes there <laughs> on a huge come down. Yeah, that'll do. And what they did is they just things got a little bit fuddled. And I can't, I can't change that. I googled brain transplants and they don't do them. No, no. They don't do them. (laughs) I googled it. I think they've tried and they're not very effective. effective. Everything just comes
1: out a bit bit wrong (laughs) wrong. if you do that.
0: And I just, Um, so if anyone's listening to this and they go, I don't get it. You're not meant to get it. I'm not asking you to get it. All I ask, and all anyone asks, is that you accept. Just like that child that's born with downs, you accept them. Just like that child that's got learning difficulties or, you know, that adult that their limbs are different you accept because we're all different. And wouldn't the world be a nicer place if we all used our acceptance emotion a lot more?
1: So what about the, um, what about the future now?
0: God, it's a multi-million dollar question, is it? What do we want?
1: Ish. If people ask me this and I go, I don't know. Sometimes I say I don't know because I don't want to talk to them about it, but...
0: I want to be healthy. I've lost both parents to cancer. Far too young. I want to be healthy. That's all I ask. I want my health. Everything else will just come and happen. I'll manifest it. I'll think positively. You see, when you're around negative people, you start to think like them.
1: You and I spent yeah.
0: a lot of time with someone that was negative. A lot of time with someone that was negative. And you start to think like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you think good things, good things usually happen. You surround yourself with good people. Good things usually happen. And when the bad stuff happens, it doesn't feel as bad. So my health... Um, I'd like to meet somebody and settle down. And
1: where are you up to with that at the moment? What's going on?
0: I've dated people, but I'm too picky. I really am. It's me. It's not anyone else. I've had no rejection from anybody. In the guys that I've seen, I've not never had any rejection. Um. So, and I, I, I think sometimes. Oh gosh, I'm lucky. But why should, why should I be lucky? I remember doing a talk at Stonewall once, it was Stonewall conference or something. And I was taking some Q&A questions from the floor. And this lady stood up and she went, it's okay for you. You've got passing privilege. And I was like.
1: Was passing privilege when you take one look at you and you look like everybody else? Yeah, if I mean-
0: if you- she said, right. "I just pass in public. I can right. get on with my life. You're not tall. She went, I'm six foot two and i'm on I'm five foot seven um and I was like, But why should she get a rougher ride than than I have had?
1: What would you say to someone that um and there will inevitably be people?" that listen to this, that are probably where you were in, like, the, um...
0: Oh, the 90s? Well, all my life, guess, really. Mo- anything yeah. pre a decade ago. Well, I say a decade. Yeah. it's Is it seven, eight years or something like that? It's
1: about that. Um, what would you say to them that's just, that is, like, not even got to the stage where they've said anything to... The closest friends. What's the path for them, potentially, do you think? Because I bet you they don't even know themselves.
0: First and foremost, it's going to be okay. It will be bumpy. You're going to blow your life up. And that sounds scary. And I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm a realist. You're going to blow your life up. But it will all be okay. And before you know it, you'll be old news. Everyone will talk about it for a little bit and then it'll be fine. Because it will be fine. I've done it. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. People before me, people before us did this. Or whatever it is, whatever your coming out is, it's fine. Being yourself is the greatest gift you can ever give to yourself. You wake up in the morning and there's no noise. There's no internal battle going on anymore. There's no fight. You're being truly authentic to every single person around you, including the most important person in all of this, which is yourself. It'll all be okay. I know that sounds crazy to hear because in front of you it looks like you've got the world's biggest mountain Ben Nevis times 4 to climb <laughs> but once you do it you will you will feel an enormous sense of relief that you're not pretending anymore You're being authentic to every single person in your life. Everyone. And of course, the most important person in all of this is you. You've been true to yourself. Wherever you are on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. If you are on the trans spectrum or non-binary, being your true authentic self in everyday life will give you such relief. There's no internal battle going on anymore. There's no noise anymore. You're not. You've not got one half of you pulling in one direction what society wants you to be, and you've got your internal battle with who you truly are pulling you in the opposite direction. There's none of that anymore. But you do worry about society, and you worry what what do what do people think because society has taught us that that you know. Well, what will what will the neighbours think?
1: We obsess about that, we're told. It's the chief concern that of most LGBTQ people before they um, admit that they are, yeah. isn't it? It's, what would the neighbours say? What will people think? What will they say over there? But you know what? Fuck them.
0: And I don't swear publicly much. But you know what? And it's easy for me to say that. And I did, I did have that attitude during some of it. But also something else I want to stress as well is the fact that I wish I'd said this. I wish I'd done this. I didn't do this. But when you're transitioning and you do transition and you, you're not look, it's not the finished article. You may have started hormones or you may be on this battle of getting through the gender identity clinic system to actually get some fricking hormones. And be careful if you're self-medicating. Please be careful. Get regular blood checks with your endocrinologist. Just make sure that, that you, you just please be careful. But once you've done it and you've shown people the, who you are, You're going to change and it's going to be a process and allowing people to go, look, you know, the wig might not be right right now and I've not grown my hair or I can't afford, maybe, you know, maybe you've had baldness going on and you can't quite afford a really expensive wig because there's money constraints. Maybe you've had to move out, but you're still paying maintenance to children, to your children. There's all sorts of financial constraints but you're making the best of what you can right now. It's going to take some time for you to get where you want to get, which is going to be five, six, seven years down the line. But I'm starting because every day I don't start. It means that five, six, seven years is is longer away. And I wish I'd told people that when I first transitioned and I looked a bit dog rough and I was still finding my feet and the, you know, I was getting things wrong because what happens is, as women, we, you know, we've got to go through our bad fashion teenage years. I just did that in my thirties.
1: <laughs> but with everyone looking. With everyone looking and, and everyone. the world looking. Yeah. And yeah.
0: so it's, 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 it's really, that's, I think that's really, I, I, I wish I'd, I'd been, I'd had the, the, the knowledge. It's hindsight, isn't it? Hindsight, wonderful friend always like. So I wish I'd had that knowledge to, To impart that to friends going, look, I'm on a journey. It's going to take some time to get to the finished article or where I'm happy, where I'm just from that point, I'm just going to get old. (laughs) And, and I'm at that now. I'm long past that point, but it took me about five years, maybe five or six, seven years actually. I think actually transitioned in 14, I think by about, no, four years. 14 to 18, it took me four years to be, to be actually, right, okay, this is it, I'm happy now with what I've got. And I can look in the mirror and go, yeah, you'll do, that's it. And what society sees and what society gets is, is this, this is it. Hi. It's funny, isn't it? Us human beings, we all come with our little idiosyncrasies and our little quirks. We're complex. And we'll never stop changing you know you look different to what you looked at 16 it's because you are and we just you know we're here for a good time not a long time make the most of it life's too chuffing short Professional Yorkshire <laughs> next time on Outcast UK what
1: about um, having an orgasm Oh, it's amazing. That's like different because well, it's
0: I think when, as I remember, and it was a long time ago, you know, it's, it's over in a very short space of time. Whereas now it's very intense and it comes in waves. You know, I knew it was coming, the date was in the diary. Under, and it's still in my diary, that very date. And if I go back to the diary note, it says Lady Garden installation day.